Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Hello, welcome to Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. And in this episode, which was taped live at Joe's Pub, I had the thrill of interviewing Taylor Schilling, who plays the role, the Emmy-nominated role, of Piper Chapman and Netflix's hit series, Orange is the New Black. And Orange is the New Black became Netflix's most popular show, which was, I think, surprising to Netflix, but not to anyone who's watched Orange is the New Black. And it is based on Piper Carman's book, Orange is the New Black, My Year in a Woman's Prison. You get to hear from her and also hear from the person who plays her on television. I did want to give a shout out because Piper does so much social justice reform and really works with women's prisons. So I just wanted to recommend that you check out the Women's Prisons Association. That's my only plug. And once you listen to our interview, you'll know why. All right, here it is, my interview with Piper Kerman and the actress Taylor Schilling. This is so lovely. I'm, I'm so glad that we were able to steal you. Now, you're a huge star now. Why are you doing That's an so 18th century weird. Russian uh, play? Uh, That's a lot of work. You know, it's a very, very, very good question. <laughs> I don't have an answer. I don't know why I'm doing it. I really, I feel like we should talk to someone and I, someone, there, we need answers. I don't have them. I don't know why I said this. <laughs> it is a really serious play. It's by um, Ivan Turgenev. Turgenev, yeah. Turgenev, I apologize. My mother, who did a master's in Russian studies, I just heard her yelling. Your at me mother like did a master's of Russian studies? Yeah, and she's just like, get it get it straight. Really? Well, we probably have some things to talk about. I have, I have questions. Okay, well, yeah. I'll put you in touch with her after. All right. Um, my first question, uh, let's not open that can. Um, <laughs> now, you're going to be working with Erica Schmidt, um, yeah. who's also married to Peter Dinklage, who's yes. also in this play, yeah. and you did a play with them... At the beginning of your career, yeah, we did it right after I, um, right after I dropped out of school. They cast on, me on her on her uh, advice, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she had she directed me in a play when I was a senior in college, and I met I met Peter, and they actually they helped me get my career off the ground. They helped me find an How? agent. She 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 well, I think Pete had just done the station agent. Okay, and Peter is in also gay, gay uh, uh, Pete, excuse me. That's how Peter, 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 Pete. Well, oh. but you said Pete, that's what the God, what this the is such a nice, this is so nice, <laughs> it's so quaint and everything, it's like the candles are so pretty. He's in, he's in Game of Thrones for people who don't know the station agent. Yeah, Pete's in, well, yeah, he is. Those are the only two things he's in, no, he's been in a ton of productions, but those are and two things. And so he, we, um, yeah, so we, we did this, we, Erica did this, Play and uh, we had a really, really great working relationship. And then I went to NYU for two years to do some grad school and learned more about Chekhov and things like that. And I left after two years. And then that summer, which was five years ago now, we went up to uh, upstate and did Uncle Vanya. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was really, it was really nice. And so now we're kind of doing a similar thing. At the Classic Stage Company. At the Classic Stage Company. When when you dropped out of college, did you miss um, having that meal card? Yeah. <laughs> well, when we did, I really enjoyed my meal card in college, yeah. actually. I, I, I bet I, in New York that's really important. It was. You know, but they had all this, like, it's really funny. When we were in school, they had this sushi, sushi, go-go sushi or something. Yes. And you could get go-go yeah. sushi at the, at, in the cafeteria. 
And everyone was always sick. <laughs> From it. I, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. They really had to go-go. Yeah. They, <laughs> I remember that chain. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I thought that that's really funny. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you still sneak into the gym even after you dropped out of your MFA? Um. Uh. Yeah. Actually, I did. Yeah. I still did. I did up until recently. I would too. No, no. If I had an NYU yeah. card, I would be all over that. I know. You could get in everywhere. I would even go into the library. Oh, that's very hard to get hang into. Out. Yeah. That there's is no a- reason to. I mean, there's so many places in New York that you don't. That's really, I shouldn't even be talking about that. Why would I do that? Well, because you don't want to blow your cover in case yeah. you need to go back. I don't, yeah, I can't yeah. do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask, like, how has your life changed in ways that you, you, you can't sneak into the NYU library? No. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you are, we're having a conversation. I probably wouldn't have had a conversation with you if I hadn't done Orange is the New Black first. Yes, that's you right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are things like that. Yes, the change. That's, that's probably the biggest one on your mm-hmm. list, I would say. Um, She's I been wanna... applying for years. Really. No, no, no. She's been trying to submit, but Jelly Dee got it. I wanted to know where this picture was from. Um, see this one. Oh God. Well, you know that I took that. I, uh, you have brown hair there, and you look very, very young. Yeah. Young uh, is the new black. Yeah, I was. Um, I was. I was. Uh, that was my senior. That was my photo for my senior yearbook. Thing. Of high school? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I was trying to because I didn't want to be. I didn't want to do a lot of the girls that I knew were doing like glamour shots. Yeah, they would do that. You were a badass. Well, I kind of like wanted to. That was that's the door to the shed in my backyard. Totally, we can all yeah. see that. And I thought it seeps through the photo. <laughs> I it's thought, a close up. <laughs> I thought that would be like a nice sort of. It was kind of like a like it kind of reminded me of like a Sears background. Like that's what would be the color. And I kind of was like. That was me making fun of a glamour shot. Like, <laughs> Now, in, in high school and even middle school, you were performing. When, when did you do Zytel in Fiddler on the Roof? When were you oh, Zytel? My star turn? Yes. As, as Zytel? You seem like the perfect... Like, if I were to just look at you, <laughs> I would think, who should star in a Jewish production? I know. Taylor Schilling immediately <laughs> should be one of Tevye's daughters. Oh, yeah. Uh I had, I was 11, I think. Uh, yeah. Bette Midler had to wait till I think her 30s, but yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. I was on top of it. I really wanted to, I've had no, I, 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 I didn't have a lot of athletic inclinations when I was younger. And my, I, I, th- I my mother, my, some of my little friends were doing it. And my mother said, doing I, what? Do, well, I don't know. Okay. I, but what one soccer or something I, risque? I, I, perhaps. Are, is that? Are you drawing? Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> oh my god! It's me. That looks great. Thanks. <laughs> Sounds like your friends are doing something pretty inappropriate. No, I mean they were all they wanted to be in the musical, and oh. I was like, no, I, I didn't want to do that. But every kid who auditioned for the musical got into the musical. So I thought, and so what it was is like it was in the cafeteria in the middle school. Your production of Fiddler on the Roof was in the cafeteria? Yeah. Backstage was the lunch line. This is a really... <laughs> we were, like, the backstage, there was, like, there were, like, boards, and then you'd go stand back where, like, they served the hot meals, and everybody was in there, you know, like, 
turbans or whatever we were wearing. Turbans? I mean, we probably were wearing turbans. Very, very Jewish neighborhood. <laughs> there were. Or, we were. I don't know. We, you know, we're all dressed as peasants. Okay. Um, so yeah, there were like 40, 45 kids in the production. It was exciting, and you did very well. I'm told. Who were you, who were you talking to? Well, actually, I heard you say that. Yeah, in no, an I did. <laughs> I did a really nice job. I really did a good job. Three and a half thumbs up. Um, but let's see. Let's see a photo. I wanted to see where this photo. This is you're back to having blonde hair in the next photo. Which what production was this? You look absolutely smashing. Very like 1950s, like Aww. Annette Finicello, but with blonde hair. Yeah. Or, or Sandy, Sandy from um, Greece. <laughs> That's kind of what it was. That was that was Picnic by William Inge. Oh wow, Ing Inge. Come on, it's Inge. Is he alive? No, he's he's dead. Okay, he's we dead? should figure it out. I think he's dead. He Otherwise, we'd be a terrible host. Come hope. on, he's okay. really dead. <laughs> and this was yeah. in college? No, that that was in grad school. I thought you were going to say. I got know, that from Amber. Elementary school. You got that from Amber? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I was looking for embarrassing things, and that's all she got me. So. <laughs> that's all she sent you? She's a good Amber. Woman. She's got my back. Amber, for the two hundred other people who don't know what's going on, including myself, <laughs> is. Is uh, Shockwave's girlfriend, who oh, also went to my ex. Ooh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. That was a terrible Hear that, ladies. Um, <laughs> no, but it's amazing. Amber and I, I've known Amber since I was nine. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And this is all she came over. She's a good friend. She's a good friend. Um, tell me about Dark Matter. That was one of the, the first films you did, and it was with Meryl Streep, and it was buried uh, because it resembled real life tragedy too closely. What, what happened? Well, it was right before, it was about a, a, a Chinese exchange student who came to study really fancy algorithms and... Um, Not reinforcing any stereotypes, but yeah. Correct, on. correct. <laughs> uh, and was taken in by Meryl Streep and another actor in the movie. They were playing parts, like a professor. We got that part. We were but, able to catch up with okay. the fact that they were acting. So... Um, <laughs> They, yeah, so, and, and he ended up having a breakdown and um, shooting people. And that was right before Virginia Tech happened. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and, and it was actually kind of a lovely film, but it was, they couldn't get distribution from what I understand. But I think, uh, you know, I think it may be one of the only films that Meryl Streep has done that has not received, did, has not been purchased, was, did not receive distribution. So I have I have that distinction. Yes, <laughs> of being in one of the only films Meryl Streep was ever in that no one has ever seen. But it is it is this inevitable part of our career that you can do these phenomenal productions that people may not see, or like in Argo, you can have you know eight to twelve scenes and then not have any lines in the final. Oof. Oof. How was that? That you know, ugh, ugh. I really like Ben Affleck, though. He's really nice. He's a really nice guy. And it got to show how intelligent he is. Everyone yeah. would sort of assume that Matt Damon was the one who was so intelligent. Yeah, no, but... ben is, ben, ben, Ben's very smart. Ben's yeah. a great director. He's very, very, very... The exception of Jim. cutting me out of the oh, film. Um, no, but it was actually... It didn't, the the storyline of the, of the wife and sort of that emotional underbelly didn't really go with how taut... The, the action, and it made sense to me actually when I saw the film. I mean, well, it, it's kind of like a, you, you sort of get on a, an adrenaline ride with where they're going, and it, it, kind of, it kind of was more of an action 
sort of suspense film. And I'm just curious, like, how do you ride these sort of inevitable waves where you can be in something like you were starring in Mercy on, you know, and then it just gets canceled after one season and you don't have any control over that or you're in a film. How do you ride those, those waves or what helps you through that? I mean, I think there's, just as the waves are inevitable, I mean, for me at least, it, it comes with a tremendous amount of anxiety. There's really no, there's no secret recipe. Yeah. I think I ride them with a lot of help. Yeah. I have a lot of people helping <laughs> me. I mean, it's like, it takes, it takes a lot of like, you know, a lot of perspective. And I think a constant coming back to the center of why I'm doing what I do and uh, as, as, uh, connecting to my enjoyment of it. Because yeah. it, is, it is a wild ride. Well, speaking of enjoyable, what was it like uh, snogging with Zac Efron, the teen heartthrob, um, oh, and the lucky one? I'm waiting um, for a photograph now. Oh my God! Look you at guys, his you hand guys in do that not photo. Look, look at his hair. No, his hand. Hands. His hand looks like it's on my boob. Yeah. And you guys do not look airbrushed at all. It looks, <laughs> <you> guys, <laughs> it looks so <laughs> true. I know because those Nicholas Sparks movies are so true to life. Fall in love with the right person and everything will be perfect. I also like that there's so many women who have written about strong female characters, but once a male does, like, all uh, right. heavens break loose and they're like, thank God. Oh, but aren't they really about strong female characters? I think they're more about female characters getting res- rescued by a man. Yes. So, so there, there's a differentiation there. I like you so much. <laughs> I really do. Um, speaking of, of absolutely adoring you and then just a little curious... Uh, when you chose to do Atlas Shrugged, um, did that open doors for you in terms of Mel, Mel Gibson or other libertarians coming? <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, that was an interesting choice, wasn't it? Let's, let's watch. No, I mean, we all do um, jobs for money. At, um, let's let's just watch a little clip of, of oh this art. Because it really is art. Oh I, I don't God. think everyone here got to see Atlas Shrugged once. And if you haven't read Anne Rand or had to meet a college freshman, this is a perfect opportunity <laughs> to do so. Uh, let's see it. Let's see it. My a, God. A little uh, trailer from this. Tour de force. A federal tax will be applied to all steel mills. They are not getting my medal. We'll find a way to fix this. You and your brother try to undermine me or go to the government. Maybe you should let me explain. Maybe you should let me finish speaking. It's a battle. What battle? I don't fight to disarm. Well, they have a weapon against you. What is wrong with the world? Well, I ask useless questions. How deep is the ocean? How high is the sky? Who is John Galt? Phenomenal. My favorite quote from the film is, while these stupid altruistic urges, what is wrong with people today? <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> so glad that you, I'm so glad you showed that to everyone. <laughs> now, now we'll move to where you are now, which is having a phenomenal career. You have a film coming out at Sundance. What is that? Oh, I'm so excited about that movie. It's called The Overnight. It, uh, it's, it was, it's produced by Mark Duplass, and it's with Jason Schwartz, Schwartz, Schwartzman. Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman and um, Adam Scott and myself um, and Judith Godreach. She's a French actress. 
Uh, and Say it's, your name again. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it again. Um, and it, yeah, it was a really fun movie. We shot. We did. It was really fun. We shot it in like three weeks, all night shoots. And it's about. Um, it's one night in the lives of two couples that sort of goes goes as awry. For both or one or. For, for everybody. For everybody. Everybody goes nuts. Oh, huh, this sounds really fun. It's fun. It's fun. A it romance is fun. A comedy. I'm really excited. I love Mark Duplass, and I yeah, uh, adore it's a good, you. It's a, yeah. And speaking of names, I don't know if you know this, but due to your phenomenal hit series, apparently Baby Center rank, rankings of the name Piper and uh, other characters from the show, Galena, Nikki, Diana, Alex, and Gloria have all gone up in baby names. Did you know that? <laughs> what is Galena. I don't know, but that's what it said in the factoid. I, I didn't really? know. Yeah, I didn't think there's a Galena on Piper. Well, you should oh, add her, and I was thinking that I might play her. Oh, great! <laughs> I like. I mean, I'm excited to meet Galena. As someone that sounds so like a clearly, great name and a great. I mean, just it sounds like a a moppet. Yeah, but not a good moppet. I wonder what Galena's crime would have been. You know what I mean? Like, I think if it, what did you know, Galena do? As someone who's helping write write her right now, yeah, you know. <laughs> I would say that she had, you know, delusional senses of grandeur. Uh-huh. And yeah. then uh, maybe memory loss. Nice. That was her alibi. Great. So it was like temporary puppet. insanity? Yes. Temporary insanity. Or the rosé she had before this. One of the two. <laughs> she did that. Um, in all seriousness, it's a phenomenal show in that it has brought prison life, particularly what it's like to be in a women's prison and bringing this incredible diverse cast that would never ever get stage time just because they don't have famous names necessarily but are wonderful actors right out um but it's a very dark subject being in in prison mm-hmm. uh when you leave the set do you just go home and watch rom-coms like the lucky one or, or how do you <laughs> how do you you know wind down um how do i wind down I, I, Do you I, take your work home with you? I was just curious. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. There, there's sometimes if we if there's a good run of spending many days on that set, it does wiggle in to life a little bit. But you know, it's it's the the thing that's so beautiful. The thing that I love the most about the show is that we deal with such intense subject matter. I mean the. The, the context of being in prison lends it... I mean, you don't have to do any work. The, the struggle is there. there. There's an inherent understanding that these people have had a, a, a painful turn of events in their lives. So the cool... The thing that I love, that, that Genji works... And Genji Koan is the, the creator, for, for those who don't know. The creator of the show. Uh, that there's, there's so much levity brought in to the daily goings-on of the prison. And it feels like a lot of times that's the world that we're actually circulating in. Let's watch a clip for those people who are too cheap to uh, pay for Netflix and they don't <laughs> offer a free password. So let's, let's look and, and watch it. This is mine. No way. Then why does it have my inmate number carved in the back? Fine, Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget was not a good detective. He just had a lot of stuff. Plus, he had Penny in the brain helping him. Let's get the fuck out now. This is unbelievable. You too? 
None of us thought you were coming back. Really? It ain't about you. I like the beach. It's a phenomenal series. It's coming back for a third season. Now, it's based on a, a book by Piper Kerman. What is it like playing someone who is alive? Um, awesome. Because Piper's awesome. But I don't really play Piper Kerman. I play Piper Chapman, which is kind of nice. Um, let's see how Piper Kerman feels about that. Uh, let's bring her out. Yay! Um, let's welcome to the stage. Yay! And I'm so share mics with me. Okay. Um, we'll sit really awkwardly close, all of us. Do people, do people ever, like, mistake you guys for each other? Like, you know, like Sweet Valley High, do you remember that series? Literally? Taylor is 15 years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen? We get, yeah. I think we could be sisters. Uh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Or she could be my niece. <laughs> oh. That was very, very sweet. Now, how, does, how is it for you being played by someone and people thinking that's your life when, in fact, it's a television series that's fictional? Well, I mean, Taylor is right. You know, uh, Piper Chapman is a creation of Genji Cohan's writing and Taylor's acting. Mm. And, and I always remind people that when they sort of come up and they're like, is this true? Is that true? Right. The chicken, the tampon, you know, yeah. et cetera. You're going to want to explain the tampon sandwich for people to understand what you're referring to. I think I don't, actually. I think you really need to see season one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It didn't need but, explaining until you added the word sandwich. <laughs> that changes yeah. everything. Yeah. I'm always saying, mercifully, the tampon sandwich is not derived from the book. Um, or as the uh, Jason Biggs, who plays the Larry, who instead of your husband, real Larry, he calls it a tamp witch, which is just disgusting. All right, I'm sorry. It was gross when I heard it, too. <laughs> but you also consult and, and write on the show. How much influence do you have over um, what gets actually seen on the screen? Well, I mean, my role as a consultant is to answer questions. So Genji comes, has questions, the writers have questions, and... I get a ton of questions before they start scripting for a new season. And then I read the scripts and I send Genji feedback directly and it's hers to take or leave. And so, and I really try to keep it very, very focused, exclusively focused on trying to make Litchfield a realistic world because they're very adept at character development and storylines and all those things. So, um, yeah, I just think, I think the integrity of the show is grounded in the reality of the show. Um, but they have a lot of license to do incredibly crazy storylines because crazy shit happens in prison. So if that essential world of Litchfield is a realistic world, they can really do some fucked up shit. <laughs> now, you film sometimes on this uh, abandoned uh, children's psychiatric hospital. Yeah. So I yes, assume do. that sets the tone for pretty depressing. It's a terrible place, yeah. yeah. It's a terrible place. Yeah. We do film there. And it does lend an air of authenticity to the, to the, to the story, I think. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask you, 
you know, I, I imagine for a Smith grad, the fact that you are, you know, now testifying before Congress and introducing the Attorney General, that seems like a natural step. But, guys, it's very hard to get into that college. Um, but the fact is, is that you're doing that because you both served time for being part of a drug cartel and um, had both the courage and willingness to, to take that on and make it a bigger issue in terms of how other people are dealing with prison. Did you expect that your life would take the turns it has? Oh, no. I, I don't think I could possibly have expected this. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, no. it's quite surreal. It's very I, surreal. I can't, only, I can't imagine how surreal it is for you, in fact. I, w I mean, I was incredibly grateful and honored to be asked to testify about solitary confinement and women uh, for the Senate and to talk at the White House about reentry and employment because I think it's really important. There's 700,000 people coming home from prison and jail every single year in this country. I will also say that when they were like, oh, and by the way, would you introduce the Attorney General? I was like, this is weird. This is really weird. Um, as an ex-con. As an ex-con, indeed. I was like, and now, a man who needs no introduction, <laughs> Eric Holder. <laughs> it's probably the most honest thing that's happened in politics in a long time, actually. <laughs> um, you are such a phenomenal lobbyist on behalf of, of prison reform and prison rights. How do you choose what you focus on and what you don't? Because there's so many issues attached. And now, obviously, it can extend to you know, police brutality, to what you talked about, solitary confinement, to education, to proper rehabilitation. We have um, such overcrowded jails that haven't proven to be effective in actually rehabilitating people. Um, how do you choose what you focus on? Well, I choose to focus on the things that will sort of turn off the flow of human beings uh, into the prison system, so the front end of the system. So that includes policing, and we've all seen, obviously, right here in New York and all over the country, the results of illegal policing, <laughs> um, which is focused on not all Americans, but only on certain Americans. Um, and then what transpires in courts and what happens with sentencing. And those are the things that will truly make a big difference in terms of having fewer people in prison and jail and maybe not having the biggest prison population in the world. Isn't that an admirable goal? <laughs> The one flack that the show gets that I don't agree with, but it does get, which is that it's based on a white person's experience and that that is the minority. And Genji has often defended it. I've, I don't know her, but I'm, I'm, I've heard her say, you know, without that, we wouldn't actually be able to get in and tell all of these stories. Um, do you feel like it allows for all of these stories to be told, even if it is fictional? I think that that is one of the most fantastic things about the show is that the show is different from a book in that it affords the ability, you know, season after season um, and with, you know, 13 hours in one season to really start telling many, many stories. And it's a show with, you know, obviously Taylor is a dazzling star, but it's a show with a lot of protagonists, a lot of really powerful female protagonists who don't necessarily look like Taylor and I. Um, fortunately, because of course Taylor and I uh, would be very atypical, yeah, in the prison system. So I think Genji does a good job with that. I think one thing that's really important is that everyone needs to recognize that the system matters to them. And so, 
you know, everyone needs to step up and take responsibility for the criminal justice system we have. Um, it's not just about, quote unquote, those people, it's about us people. Slightly off topic, one of the things that both you guys have probably dealt with between prison and Hollywood is getting hit on by people you don't really necessarily want to sleep with. <laughs> so what do you guys do? Taylor, you probably... probably fun to me. I'm going to guess you experienced this um, somewhat. What do I do with all those throngs of people? Um, I pretend I can't hear them. <laughs> what did you say? No. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of, I don't know how to... I don't really experience that as a, as a problem. You really? No, I mean, I don't think so. No. All right. You, you don't pretend you're French or anything like that. We know that. No, I don't. I don't pretend I'm French. I don't pretend... I don't pretend I can't hear them either. That was kind of a lie. I don't really do that. We figured. We, fi we, yeah. went, we went with you. What are you. you doing after the show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you doing somebody, after the show? Somebody say something. I'm just curious. Who is... I think she's French. And what... <laughs> and what about you, Viper? From prison, you I assume you did get hit on and... and... Uh, yeah, uh, uh, sure. I mean, and God knows it was a long celibate year. <laughs> I watched the show with some jealousy. You didn't have, there was, there was nobody? Uh, there was Larry showing up in the, in the visiting room, you know, Yay, every single Larry. weekend. Thank God, reminding me why I was staying celibate. Yeah. Um, I will tell you one thing that is funny, though. I mean, I come in contact now with a lot of college students who are not interested in sleeping with me because I'm about the same age as their mom. Um, but they are interested in the show, obviously, passionately interested in the show. And, of course, there's always a fair number of, you know, lesbian students, you know, if I speak on a college, who come. And they come in a gaggle, usually. You know, they're 19 years old. They're sort of in a little group for, for bravery. And there's one who's sassy, so she's always the one who steps up. And... Recently, I was really tired. You know, I'd signed a lot of books, which I'm thrilled to do. But she said, uh, what's up with Alex? Like, how are you? Like, are you in touch? And I was like, she's 52 and she's getting over a heart attack, all right? And they just went, oh, and ran away. <laughs> and I felt sad. I, felt, I was like, oh, that was mean. <laughs> oh, you told them. Yeah, but, you know, that interest in, um, in a sex life, which is essentially ancient history, that particular part of my sex life, I do still have a sex life, yeah. um, is odd. And I just want to say that the, the, a woman she's referring to is the woman that she, um, Piper agreed to, uh, was dating, and uh, that's how she got involved with um, the drug cartel, not with the um, attorney general. Much shorter than, Ella, much shorter than Laura Prebon. Uh, not a, not as, no, much shorter. <laughs> that's the most important fact if you guys walk away that the actual Alex in real life is uh, substantially Small shorter woman. than the actress playing her. Um, despite having a New York Times bestseller, which a member of our band got for $2, you can get Orange is the New Black for much more money as you should pay. It is going to a good cause. And you are working on a second book. We are sad that you are moving to Columbus, Ohio to do so. You gotta go where the work is. Well, not yeah, only why that, you I... to Columbus, Ohio to work on it? Uh, there's a... Oh, hey. There's a, there's a couple of state prisons in Ohio that will yeah. let me come and teach writing there. And so um, that's going to be an interesting project. Yeah. 
I wanted to, because even with a New York Times bestseller and consulting on a show, you still can't afford a house in Brooklyn. So I got you a little gingerbread one you can make. <laughs> and you can take it to Ohio and please come back and visit us. And for Taylor, I don't know if you deal with anyone who's very self-absorbed, but I think you're in the same entertainment business I am. So I got you these narcissi, narcissistic flowers. So anyone is... <laughs> totally self-absorbed. You can say, I already have some at home. Oh my God, and that's so funny. I also that's got you great. some condoms and uh... <laughs> Me? Yes, just I'm in very case. very exciting. And what, this is, what else do I need? This is a night pad for reusable cotton pads for women glad rags, just in case you really want to get in character. Uh, <laughs> it's organic and undyed, but luckily oh not gosh. locally grown. Great. Nice. Glad rags. I want to thank... Um, Taylor Schilling and Piper Carmen, who are phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal people, and I'm hey, so Katie, grateful to have let's them. Let's check here. in with Richard to see what he's. Oh, we get oh my gosh! Yes, let's see how the picture is going. Oh, is Michael really Arthur, exciting. but I appreciate you calling him Richard. Oh, Michael, sorry, I'm sorry, Michael. Who's Richard? Michael. But we'll oh, meet him. I'm Richard. I'm a dick. Oh, it's a cat. Look I mean, at you what? guys. Oh, a fabulous, fabulous drawing. Thank you. All right. Let's give a hand to Michael Arthur, to the phenomenal Taylor Schilling, and the absolutely wonderful Piper Kerman. We are so happy to have them here. Thank you guys so much. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. Thank you to Ian Mazoff. Thank you to all of you for listening and get on the mailing list because there's so many great live tapings coming up. John Stewart, Olympia Dukakis, Ethan Hawke, you be there for now. You just need to be you but you should also get on that mailing list as well. EmployeeOfTheMonthShow.com. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.